The 78.4 Podcast. Chat, games, interviews and more. Helping you to love God and love others. We will not hide them from their descendants. We will tell the next generation praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, His power and wonders He has done. Welcome to the 78.4 Podcast. Uh, so, w- welcome uh, one and all to uh, this uh, podcast. Uh, this is 78.4. Uh, my name is John Spence. I'm your host uh, for today. And uh, we're going to be uh, looking and thinking about motivation and how we uh, motivate ourselves uh, in a world which, let's face it, uh, is slightly depressing at times. Um, we're locked down in our, in our houses. It's beautiful sunshine outside and our maths teachers are making us do trigonometry which <laughs> which uh i love maths not i'm shaking my head if you can't see me uh and uh, i'm joined by if you hadn't guessed a maths teacher uh mr peoples or uh, I'm, I'm assuming i can use your first name on this i realized i didn't ask you before that yeah that's fine yeah yeah so i'm joined by uh by matt uh matt do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us a bit about you yeah, so for those um, obviously haven't met out there, um, someone might know from school, but yeah, um, teacher um, at Chesham Grammar, maths teacher, um, you know, maths teachers um, making kids do things that they hate all the time, but that's our job, um, <laughs> and trying somehow to make it in some way inspiring. Um, but I guess, yeah, more usefully, also help out with uh, Christian Union at school um, for those that go along. Hello. But yeah, that's, that's my sort of nine to five job. And then beyond that, um, married with one wife. Um, yeah, <laughs> rather than married with two wives. Yes, exactly. Yes, far, far too busy. But yeah, that's my job. Originally Australian, um, and now over here in this glorious um, weather that we have. <laughs> Originally Australian, so you're not Australian anymore, or? Well, yeah, <laughs> touche. No, still Australian. You can't take the uh, the Australian out of me. But yeah, especially when it comes to cricket and the Ashes. But yeah, living over here for nine or ten years now. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That's um. So you go to church. I assume. I know. I know you go to church, but <laughs> I'm qualified to be in this conversation. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, what church do you go to? Uh, without giving us your actual address, where do you kind of live? What? <laughs> so yeah. So we go to a church in um, Hemel Hempstead, um, which is a little bit away, but we used to live up that way, so we're still kept in contact and go to the church. Um, so Christ Church Hemel, non-denominational, Bible-believing, um, evangelical church. Um, and member of FEIC, I think it is, but yeah, just a good Bible-based, um, Bible-teaching church. Um, and these days, live in the sort of High Wycombe, Beaconsfield um, area. Brilliant. That sounds great. Wait. Sorry, this is a completely random point, but it's really bothering me. Where are you? As in, where are you physically? I'm at home. No, where in your house? Oh, so um, yes, yeah, John in the uh, call at the moment can probably see um, the uh, stuff in the living room. So I'm sitting in our second office, if you like. So my wife is also working from home. So she's got the first office, um, the choice position, the slightly cooler one. Um, yeah. And the Aussie is in the uh, other half of the house, which is at present 27 degrees. So she's British, so she can have the one that's 17 degrees. And I'm sitting here and roasting. So taking one for the team. Oh man, that is massive. So. It's a nice, lovely day for an Australian. Why is there a bottle of squash behind you? Because we sort of don't have enough space for everything at the (laughs) moment. 
when, when you're doing like a fortnightly shop, it's hard to get all the uh, shopping in. But yeah, we're now boring people, so. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just, it was just bothering me. I was like, why is there a bottle of squash behind him? <laughs> is he sitting in his kitchen or something? It is squash too, before you get any ideas. Yeah, oh no, it's definitely, I can see, I can see it's cherries and berries. There we go. There we go. Uh, brilliant. So, um, what if, uh, we haven't seen each other for quite a long time, have we? It's it like, has been a couple of months. Yeah. I feel like I've missed you. Um, <laughs> it's a touching moment. We need some background music at this point. We Edited do. I'll, hold on, I'll get Danny to play the piano. <laughs> <laughs> um, brilliant. So, uh, what was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you, what have you been doing over the last couple of months? What's been happening in your... Torturing students. No, <laughs> in, in all seriousness. No, so a- attempting, um, sometimes succeeding, sometimes not, to somehow work out how you can actually teach effectively from home. So it's been quite a learning curve for us. But yeah, um, learning what the word Zoom means other than, you know, a camera, learning how to use Zoom, learning how to use Teams. Um, and just, yeah, obviously um, trying to teach um, and still interact with the students. Um, and then, yeah, just, I guess it's good having, we'll talk about it in the podcast, but actually having some time um, more than you normally do to perhaps, you know, get into things that you haven't had a chance to do, read some Christian books, you haven't had a chance to spend more time with, you know, your wife or your family that you might be at home with. So, yeah, things like that. Have you read anything or seen anything particularly encouraging or challenging recently? Well, I've been reading through um, a book um, by um, Lee Strobel, which uh, many of you probably have heard of before um, at the moment, um, called A Case for Faith, which is, um, which I think has been a good one in terms of, you know, in this situation, I mean, I'm, I'm a Christian. I have I have my faith. You know, this is not in, in any way rocking my faith, if, faith if you like. But I think there'd be a lot of people in the world um, or in the country at the moment that are sort of thinking, you know, this is a very bad thing. How is God allowing us um, to suffer like this? Why is there not, you know, God intervening? So if it's been the encouraging one for me to sort of read through that. And it's, um, it's a very affirming sort of um, evidence for, how we can believe in God and why faith is important and how we can be assured um, that our faith in God is legitimate um, and worthwhile, if you like. Yeah, yeah. I've been reading something similar, well, something similar-ish. I've been reading through, um, what's his name? When you say something, you then completely forget what his, his name is. Um, old age. Yeah, I'm just, I'm getting too old. Uh, John Lennox, there we go. I uh, should know That's that. Up. There you go. Uh, so John Lennox has written a book um, called uh about coronavirus and um, where's god in a coronavirus world um which is just a really short little book and it was like one pound or something which was great so um i know john Lennox is good i've heard him speak and he's a uh, mathematician Um, yeah well i thought you might like that (laughs) yes good lad (laughs) oh dear all the math teachers stick together someone's got it oh well exactly um the uh have you have you heard about um this uh, thing that the Church of England are doing at the moment, which is the Thy Kingdom Come, which is a emphasis on kind of prayer and no, not because we're not um, Church of England, so no, not personally. Yeah, well, you should you should uh, go and check go and check it out because it um, talks about uh, so they, so one of the things that really encouraged me recently was um, I was just watching through various videos on there and uh, Archbishop John Sensenu, um talks about his prayer life, which is just fascinating. I'm, I don't, I've never met the guy personally, but um, talks about the fact he prays for five. He's been praying for five people over the last year um, to become Christians, and then um, basically over the course of the year, all five of them became became Christians. Oh wow! 
and then he Fantastic. he then replaced those names with with new people, and so he's then mm. continuing to pray for for five new people. So um, yeah, I, thought, I just thought that was really it was a really encouraging um, watch to to see actually that. So what was it called again? Uh, it's called Thy Kingdom Come. Um, so you can just Google Thy Kingdom Come and you'll you'll get it. Um, mm. And then there's a load of there's a load of different videos. I was watching the one just by Archbishop John Senston. It's not very long, but it's um, I found it really encouraging. So no, that sounds good. I'll check it out. Yeah. What has anything? Have you found anything like really challenging or you kind of rocked? Not rocked your faith, but you know, has it kind of made you made you think a bit more? Or in some ways, not. Not as yet, no. I mean, I think for some people it is hard, but in some ways for me, no. It's. I think, yeah, my faith is still um, solid. I'm still trusting in God that you know there will uh, that we will get through this. But I think also there's that greater perspective that it is a, a bad situation and going through at the moment. But you know, just to to remember that there are bigger things at play, you know, have that eternal heavenly perspective. So we might be going through a bit of pain at the moment, but, you know, remember there is a time to come when God will make the world right and we won't have disease and suffering um, and things like this that we're experiencing at the moment. So in some ways, it's an awful situation, but I still think it's a useful reminder for us as Christians as also, uh, you know, humanity that, you know, potentially not all that. We don't have it all there, that we still need God, that, you know, the world's not perfect. We haven't sort of got it all under control. So in some ways, it's a good reminder um, to keep trusting in God. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I think that's been... So, yeah, not, not a sense that it's a challenge, but I think it's been a useful um, encouragement and reminder to us um, that, yeah, we do need to keep trusting in God because he's still needed. You know, we need to pray at the moment. We need to trust in God because we can't see the end of the light of the tunnel at the moment necessarily, but we can trust that God is in control um, and that he will bring things um, right eventually. Yeah, yeah, definitely know that. Um, if that I in any way answers your question, <laughs> I don't know. No, no, I think, that, no, I think that's great. I think that's really helpful. I think that's really helpful. I think it's a, it's a really helpful reminder, isn't it? Um, mm. uh, I think... I think the sunshine helps me <laughs> when it's raining. Oh, as, an, as an Australian, I definitely agree. It has been actually, it has been a blessing, as strange as it sounds, that we have been locked down at the moment. And pretty much it's been, because it'd been miserable weather all through about January, February. And I remember saying to my wife, when is it ever going to have sunshine again? This is miserable. And since we've been locked down, in some ways, that is something to be thankful for. Suddenly the weather's been glorious. So it's nice being able to get out and go for a walk, socially distanced, of course, um, each day in the sunshine. It just keeps. I think it makes it easier to handle. Yeah. Have you got? Have either of you guys got caught coronavirus yet, or are you you stay clear? Not to my knowledge. Oh, good. Well, that's. Good. I mean, that's I'm, good. I'm usually fairly soft myself. You know, man flu is the worst type of bill in the series. So, um, no, I don't think I have, thankfully, yet. Good. Well, that's positive, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so today uh, we're talking about. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, motivation and. Um, how you continue to well it's specifically about schoolwork um but more generally about work generally how do you kind of motivate yourself to work especially when you're you know you're you're sitting in your house and uh, if especially if you're not used to working from home working from every, home bring, brings you so and time. every day is the same as the last day it's the same as the day before it exactly and yes. and we've got beautiful weather at the moment and so you know it's glorious sunshine and the last thing you want to be doing well, is doing maths is doing maths yes. <laughs> let's be honest last yes, thing you want to do is doing maths and I'm a maths teacher 
Yeah, exactly. At least you're honest, though. You know, there's plenty of math teachers going, no, of course, it's amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so let's just kind of start this conversation off. What do you, where would you start with that conversation? Where do you get your motivation from? Where, what is it about? Yeah. I mean, some, yeah. So some math teachers would, and I <laughs> teach with people, um, teachers that are like this, that their motivation is they love maths. So, you know, the fact that they're locked down is fantastic in some ways because they can do even more maths. Um, that, that's, that's not so much myself. I prefer the teaching, not so, so the maths. And realistically, for a lot of people listening to this, you know, doing maths is not something that they would consider an amazingly exciting afternoon. So for me to say, you know, it's exciting that you're doing maths is probably um, wishful thinking. But I guess in terms of motivation, your question is like, how can we be motivated? Where's the motivation in doing work, both maths and generally? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, well, a couple of things I'd say, like, first of all, think to yourself, it is still something that is useful to do. It might not be enjoyable. You might not see sort of immediate results but it is still something learning is something i mean i'm talking like a teacher now but learning is something that i feel is worthwhile because it expands your horizons it makes you i guess a wiser person um and then and the more you can learn i guess the more skills you can develop and the more um i don't know it helps you in life you know opens up more doors for you so for someone who's sitting at home slogging through their work their maths or english um, whatever they don't like um all of the above you know, I'd say keep in mind the fact that it is a means to the end. There is a, there is a point at the end of it. You know, whether you're early on, whether you're still trying to build towards your GCSEs or A levels, it's still something that will help you later on. It'll help you go to university. It might help you get that job that you want to do. You know, you might be studying a language that will open up doors that you can do travel and things like that. You might want to do. So, I think keep in mind there is a goal, even though what you do day to day might not be as exciting. Um, and I guess. The other thing, um, as John and I were talking about earlier too, is sort of keep in mind as well that, you know, we are under God, okay? So education and schools and that is still under God. Um, and it's still important to keep in mind that, it is, you know, God has instituted through his, his stewardship of the world that education is something that we do. We're still encouraged to work and to learn, to not just sit around and be lazy and idle. So, you know, bear in mind, this is something that God is in control of ultimately, that he has created. So it's worthwhile to respect that, I guess, as Christians, um, you know, and do it with wholeheartedness. Um, and that we, we, saw the, we looked earlier at a couple of Bible verses, but Colossians 3.23, which is a good one, um, which says um, in the NIV, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. So, yes, you don't always have to do it just to keep the evil Mr. Peoples happy and get him off your back. <laughs> but, um, even though you might want to do that to uh, make your life easier and, less, and more peaceful. But, yeah, bear in mind, you are still working for the Lord. And you can um, honour God in the way that you um, work, in the way that you conduct yourself. Um, and so, yes, as I said, there's an ultimate goal that might help you yourself later in life. But do remember also that as Christians, we want to um, work and act in a way that you know shows that we respect um, the, the world, the authority, and also God ultimately. Um, who is in control of it. And another one, uh, by the way, just quickly and then I'll stop talking, like Matthew 22, 21, um, which says, Jesus um, speaking, says, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, Caesar being um, the Roman governor, um, and to God the things that are God's. Okay, so yeah, 
do the work, but remember it is still God in control. Uh, but I guess also I'd also say don't let that become an idol. Don't just focus on work, but remember there are other important things. So reading your Bible, etc., which we'll talk about. But I'll throw it back to John now. As far yeah, as I'm so talking for maths teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so you're so I suppose putting things in perspective, and um, so in terms of. Uh, how do I uh, phrase what I was going to say? Um, so, in, ter- in terms of your who you work for, having that, having that, putting things in perspective, attitude that actually, you know, yes, this maths might be the work you might really enjoy maths, and that's great, but you might, you know, really like this. But it's a case of looking, l- lifting your eyes out of the maths textbook and, and just seeing the bigger picture, seeing. Um, seeing who you're working for and what what is behind it. So, um, what would you reckon about um, uh, like witness through through your work and how how do you go about? You know, something you you absolutely hate. Well, you know, pick a topic, uh, subject doesn't matter. It could be maths, and you just think, I how is this at all helpful? How would you go about thinking about that? <laughs> so, I think you could say. It might not be helpful for you, but you don't know. I mean, we don't know God's ultimate plan. Like when I was a teenager at school, I didn't mind maths at school, but the thought of being a maths teacher would be like, why on earth would anyone who is sane even consider that? Like my parents were teachers and they said, oh, do you want to be a teacher? No, don't be daft. You know, and there's many other things that I considered before that. And it took me many years before I eventually succumbed to the inevitable. But uh, I would say, yeah. You might not think that it is um, worthwhile at the moment, but do remember God is in charge, ultimately. He has your future um, in the palm of his hand. So do do the work that you are being set and do it well, and you don't know what's going to be useful later in life. So I, I learned my maths. I tried hard at my maths, um, and I didn't enjoy maths at university as much, but I got through it. But it's allowed me to be, be a teacher. Now, for some people, the thought of teaching will always be a horrific thought. But for me, I like teaching because I think I can do something positive. I can hopefully inspire students. It also opens doors. Like at school, we have Christian Union that meets each week when we're not being locked down. And that's an opportunity where we can share um, our faith. We can witness um, to those around us. And so sort of the ultimate goal, I I did my maths earlier as a teenager. I learned, I went to uni and did maths, but I've ended up being a teacher. And through that is a job where each week I can witness to, to other people. I can make that positive impact and there's many other things you know you might be learning languages and you don't like languages I, I didn't like languages I was rubbish but you know you don't know languages might help you to perhaps go to another country where the gospel isn't as well known and it might open doors like that so what I'm trying to get at ultimately is yeah you don't know where it's going to end so do it well um, and trust that God has your future in his hands and has your interests in that uh, in hand and just see where that goes was what I was trying to say yeah, no, I think that's good. I think the so I was um, looking at a, as I'm doing a teaching tonight on um, why pray. Um, and uh, spoiler alert for those um, who are going to listen in tonight. Um, but uh, part of it was um, talking about and thinking about our attitude. And and there was a, a there's a, a passage where Jesus tells a story between uh, there's a, a Pharisee and a tax collector, and they. Uh, both come to the temple to pray the pharisee uh stands uh stands at the front uh, and and says oh you know 
look how great I am. Um, thank you, God, that you know you've made me like this. That you know I stand apart from everybody because I'm, you know, because I follow all the laws. And the tax collector stands at a distance and says, um, you know, doesn't look up to heaven. You know, can't even look towards um, towards God because he knows he's a sinner and and he knows that you know he's he's not worthy. Um, and I think um, the point, one of the points I'm, I'm driving at is the idea that actually uh, prayer and I think work and, and life is uh, often thinking out and not about yourself but other people and thinking about the impacts what you do will have on other people and that's a I think that's a really challenging thought I don't know just because yeah no I agree and it also too you can be a witness to those around you you know your classmates and your peers in terms of your attitude um, you, you can, they can see you um, being respectful in the way that you do your work and they can almost I guess inspired is a strong word but they can see that and perhaps um, feed off that you know be, be an example to those around you you know giving God his dues as you know ruler of the, the world overall how um what what would you say is the difference between people that so leave the work to the absolute last minute so when I was at university <laughs> um, I would regularly be up at 5am before the, the deadline day of essays for example um, to, to and, do... I, and, and I was the opposite because I hated stress <laughs> <laughs> so this would be a good contrast go on yeah so so what would you say is the difference in terms of uh, attitude and motivation in, in those different contexts does that make sense yeah, I mean, I think you've got to be a bit careful to to sort of stereotype it and say, oh, John, he wasn't taking his studies seriously. He left it to the last minute. Mr. Peoples is an extra student. He always had it done the day before. And I think that's a bit um, silly to go down that route. I think there's an element of what is important. If you're going to do your work sensibly in a respectful manner, if you're going to take the process sensibly, do you want to always be leaving it to the last minute? You know, are you prioritising it? It's almost like, I guess, you know, do you have a quiet time each day or does that sort of get tacked on if you have time at the end of the day yeah. so it's what what it's almost like that old saying whatever it is that you know what you place value on you can see your actions and if you're always leaving it to this is not judging i sound like i'm judging john here but if you're always leaving it to last minute and doing it half-hearted i mean you might have been a, a night owl so you might have done your best work of an evening so i'm not judging <laughs> he's shaking his head no but, no no i know i agree no i completely agree with you because i think it's it's there really are some people like my wife is an, is an example she starts working later at night she gets her best work done it's not because she's lazy but she's just a night person she works better try and get her to do the work in the morning it's just why, why are we bothering whereas for me I'm a morning person I work best in the morning so I think in some ways it's about working out what is best for you um, and doing it that way if you're always leaving it to the last minute because you just can't be bothered then yeah you're you taking it seriously but I don't think you can say that John is the lazy student because he always left it to the last minute you know no but I think you, you're absolutely right though in terms of you know what, I think the question behind the question would be why are you leaving it to the last minute you know, are you leaving it to the last minute because you genuinely, genuinely are absolutely rammed? You you have no time, and you're just, you know, you're so busy that you know this is the only time you've really had an opportunity to do it. And then you, the question is, why is it last minute? What have you spent your day doing that is so much more? I mean, there are a lot of exactly. things more important than maths. And that's an easy one, but yes, what have you spent? Have you been playing the Xbox all day, and that's why you're leaving it to the last minute? 
things like Precisely, that. Precisely, exactly. I sound well, like an absolute uh, adult and uh, teacher at the moment, but yeah. yeah. Well, so in my case, it was running. So I prioritised running over everything. And so, mm. you know, I'd be, you know, running for, you know, three, four hours a day. And then my work would come second. And so I'd be yes. like, well, you know, <laughs> my priority is my running. And so therefore, um, but I think in this its case, is you've got to look at, well, what is your what is your priority you know what is god calling you to do and and how does um and how, where should your priorities be that's the yeah that's the and, and is running every day for five hours going to help you in life with potentially ministry and that and advice yeah absolutely you know, no, i agree it, yeah and there are plenty of people that that do that and that's yes and that's great but obviously but, if that's the case then that's where your priority is but but i think you've got to bear in mind that you know we are one church and the church is made up of many people with different skills and we're all gifted in different ways so i don't think it's fair to sort of typecast and say you must always do your academic studies as your as your priority you know there are lots of things you do at school that are equally as important that don't have to be maths and you know those traditional subjects so it's i think it's just about doing what you do well but yeah see where god takes you yeah. you don't have to be a maths teacher there are many other ways to change the world absolutely many 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 yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm just playing devil's advocate here i think i just think it's quite yeah it's interesting it's a good discussion um so how about um how about your how about yourself and your uh, how do you go about thinking about what you do when you do why you do it just for yourself in what sense um as a as a teacher and as a person in terms of like structuring our day i yeah yeah so yeah i just you know like structuring the day so so i'm just thinking that for, for myself having a having a structure to my day is really important because otherwise nothing happens because i just don't do anything and I still okay no yeah so you're getting it no i agree it's yeah having a structure so you know more usefully for people they're listening they're potentially students it is yeah having a structure for the day do you sort of set aside a few hours every morning to do your work I mean we've said at school to the students try not to spend more than 24 hours a day don't spend all day working and so maybe you can say to yourself it's, it's almost like a structure to your day a bit of a plan can I work for three or four hours in the morning then I can say to myself I've got the rest of the afternoon to have a break spend time with family uh, maybe read have a quiet time read a book that you've been wanting to do don't sort of just let things Gift, drift along have a have a structure have a purpose and that's what I mean for me personally I've tried to do that I mean we still have to work a, a nine to five I know people think their teachers work nine to three um, and get 13 weeks holiday and they don't really do much but it's surprising there's still a lot to do when there's a lot of um, emails to answer and work to mark and that so but it's about for us as teachers and for me it's been about making sure that you know, we, I don't let the day just sort of drift through and I get up at eight o'clock and I keep working and suddenly it's eight o'clock at night and I haven't sort of had a quiet time. I haven't talked to my wife. I haven't no. done anything. And I think that becomes priorities because I'm finding at least in this situation, it can take up a lot of time with all of the emails, with all of the things you have to do. So you've got to make sure that you still prioritize. So have a structure today so that you get stuff done, but then also actually have time for other things that are equally as important, I would say. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, if you, I, I don't, have you, did, I'm assuming you did like marriage preparation. Did you get married did, in Australia? Yes. No, over here. My wife's British. Um, so in our marriage prep, we had a, 
um, had uh, like a diagram, which you've got to imagine uh, circles on it. And in the, the in the middle circle, you had God. Then you had um, kind of wife and and family, and, and so immediate family like wife and children and stuff like that, um, or um, or brothers and sisters, etc. Um, then you've got the the wider family, so your mum and your dad, etc. And then beyond that, you then got work. And so I think that for for us, that was a a diagram of the priorities that you have. God at the centre, I'm assuming, and then exactly, others. Yeah. Yeah, God yeah. at the centre, and everything works out from that. And so, yes. um, you know, your family is comes at a higher priority than, say, your work. Yes, I agree. That. But you, you still need to do the work. <laughs> but everything stems from God. He is the most important in the middle, but it also it's the point that it stems outward from. Yeah, everything flows from that centre point. So, yes. you know, if you, you know, why? are you investing in your family for example you know okay you're spending lots of time with your family why are you doing that you know are you doing it from a perspective actually you know this is a good thing i want to be doing this is a you know it's it's god has called me to invest in family and family is important so therefore and it's the same i think what i'm trying to point out is it's same with work i think as well mm. you know why are you working you know is it is it because you are um wanting to, to to follow god um but are you keeping that in perspective for the rest of your yes. life <laughs> yes there's got to be a balance yeah definitely it's interesting um have you any further kind of thoughts or anything um oh i wanted to ask you about that tonight i wanted to ask you about sorry i just remembered i wanted to ask you about um th- there's quite a bit in the bible about um uh, submitting to authorities and stuff like that and I think uh, in a in a lockdown world there's lots of people who are in inverted commas flouting the law or flouting the rules and the guidelines you know uh, don't go oh yeah definitely I we went for we went for a, a social distance walk yesterday and there was a rather large group in the park that were very definitely not following the rules and yeah I, you can people would see a lot of examples of that I think as they go out and about um, they're doing their daily exercise so your question i guess is how do you res- so how would you respond to that from a christian perspective do you think well it gets back to or not the, the same quotes as but the, the one we had before with matthew 21 um we ended to caesar things of the caesars and to god the things of the gods but just bearing in mind that you know even if you don't agree with the government you don't potentially like all their decisions you've still got to remember I would argue as a Christian that we are still under God's stewardship. So God is in control. He might not have necessarily directly appointed Boris and the government, but he is still in control um, and he is still guiding the world. So I think there's an element of as Christians, we have to respect those authorities. I mean, you need that for a democracy to function anyway, but you've still got to respect them. But I still think you can then pray for the leaders that they can make good decisions, or if you very much disagree with their decisions, perhaps pray that they can change their mind, pray that they can have wisdom. But I still think we as Christians have to respect um, the rulers because ultimately, as I say, they are under God. And at the same time, if, if we don't respect the rules, then you would have anarchy. And you look at, getting back to my early example, the whole social distancing thing, you know, they've asked us to social distance to stop the spread of the virus so that those are, that are vulnerable, less of those people can die. Because lots of the people listening to this are younger and statistically, you know, maths, I love it, but statistically <laughs> they are much, 
Um, I know, scary thought. They're much less likely to die from it. It's something like half a percent or one of a percent of the cases are people of the sort of the younger. I mean, I wouldn't put myself in the younger bracket, but younger persuasion. But I think as Christians, it's important to think, let's not be selfish. We might want to go out. Um, You might want to go, it's lovely weather. You know, let's go to the beach for the day. But we've also got to keep in mind, but that's what I might want. But is that what, is that God honoring? You know, are we thinking, because the Bible says, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. You know, uh, if we were old and vulnerable, or if we had an illness that meant that we were very susceptible um, to getting sick, you know, would we want people just out and about, not socially distancing, not thinking of us in that way? So I think it's important as Christians to remember that, you know, it's not just about ourselves. We might be bored, we might be sick of being at home, but, you know, what about we have to respect the rules that the government are instigating because ultimately they are trying to save lives. So I think as Christians, um, to wrap it up, we can um, be an example in the way that we act responsibly, um, thinking about others, so others-centred, not self-centred, yeah. I would argue. Yeah, no, I think that's really, I think that's really important, the, the idea of being centred around and thinking about other people. And that's, that's, that's foundational to the Christian faith, isn't it? You, mm-hmm. you, know, you, you don't look to yourself, you look to, uh, you look to other people, you serve other people. Jesus being the classic example, the prime example. Exactly. All um, gets back to Jesus. It does Good all get back to, It is the Sunday school. Good Sunday school answer, yes. Jesus. Oh, there was a joke once, wasn't there? There was um that I can't remember. I can't remember the story. A joke about the um there's a a boy in in class where the uh, in Sunday school and the teacher's talking um uh talking about something and uh, he puts up his hand to answer a question and and, and he goes. Missy, I'm pretty sure you know the answer's whatever the answer is, but it, normally it's Jesus, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's always Jesus. It is always Jesus. Well, yeah, but not always. That's the key. It, it, yeah, no, it is always Jesus. You're right. Yeah. I'm just gonna stop <laughs> digging my hole. Digging a hole. Stick, stick to your day job. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, technically, <laughs> I'm not sure stand-up comedy is. Uh, anyway, <laughs> stand-up comedy is not my day job. I agree. Um, although my hair is looking a bit. Um, hilarious at the moment so you know just myself could just be the stand-up comedy this is quality podcasting this is quality we, <laughs> it is just complete quality um uh, we're gonna uh, call it a day there we've been going on uh rabbiting on for quite long enough i think about a bunch of old men yes yes absolutely well you know jeremy Clarkson and you know richard hammond do it so why can't we do yeah, it? and they made a lot of money out of it yes we're not gonna make, we're not into the money though no <laughs> god centered not money exactly uh so to uh just wrap up um uh, thank you so much for for joining us today hopefully that discussion has been uh, helpful and i just just helped you to to maybe just start thinking about um your reasons for work your motivation just hopefully to, just to get you thinking about you know what it is you're doing and why you're why you put your time and effort into those particular things um and, and i would say also too as a final parting comment you know think about this time can you use this it's an awful time but can you take positives out of it can you use this time to perhaps have a bit of a reset can you have a more regular quiet time can you read some christian books um that you might not have had the chance to so for me at least i'm trying to take some positives out of it um in that way yeah but yeah over to john no no absolutely and i think you know i think what you had said previously which is just the idea of god at the center and it, you know, your life, life revolves around around God, not around us. And, and mm. looking outwards 
to to other people um not because um that makes you right with god to be able to do that but but because that's what god calls us to do because that's what jesus what god does for us through through jesus and we glorify god by acting in that way yes exactly. and can witness to others through our actions yeah precisely and i think that's what we're called to do isn't it, as christians so, mm. be um, the salt yep yeah, absolutely i'm uh, keen to just finish in uh, in prayer um matt do you want to pray for us is that all right mm. great let's, well, let's just pray as we finish sounds good um dear lord thanks for this time here um thanks that we could take this time to stop um and think about what it means to work um in a christian manner um during these times that are very difficult um and i just pray that we can as i say use this time um to be a witness for you use it to grow as as christians ourselves um as i mentioned perhaps um use it to read the bible more to pray more but also to witness to our others in a way that we um, react to the situation, not in a selfish way, a self-centered way, um, but react in a other-centered way. Um, and through our actions, we can glorify God. And I just thank you, Lord, that you are ultimately in control. Um, and I, you know, I pray that you can alleviate this suffering that we are facing in society soon. But above all, pray that we can continue to trust in you. Um, remember that you ultimately um, have uh, us in your hands and you have our best interests and heart and just thank you that we have jesus um that we can have faith through his death um and that we can have hope even though at the moment it is a difficult situation and i just pray that all these things in your name amen amen uh matt thanks so much for joining us uh, today it's been uh, it's been great and it's been really good That's to see you just chat to you so likewise yeah and it'd be good when we get back to our school and see you and we can do this properly again absolutely um thank you so much for joining us um everybody do um, do join us again. Um, tune in again to uh, the 78.4 podcast and uh, we'll be uh, we're back another time. Thank you much indeed. The 78.4 podcast. Chat, games, interviews and more. Helping you to love God and love others. We will not hide them from their descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, His power and wonders He has done. Welcome to the 78.4 Podcast.